Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. P, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. What's up, all my friends out there? Today, I want to talk about sex. Sex. Sex and more sex. What, Doc? You're on thin ice here. I don't care. Let me tell you something. As a doctor, I want you to know how important sex is. Number one, for your physical body. So I want to talk about it. But before I get there, I want to just kind of walk back. You know, for all you guys who know me here, I'm over 50 years of age. So if I go back into my teens and 20s, you know, I was taught by my parents how dirty sex was. You know, it was like, it was the, it was the language of the devil, if you will. That's the way I was meant to feel. I grew up in a Catholic church. I had Catholic guilt. We had sex only for one thing, which was to make babies and to make more Catholics. I mean, that's what I learned. I don't know what you learned, but that's what I learned. So for a lifetime, I've, you know, tried to understand why is it that I'm so driven to want sex? And I'm just going to say it. I'm driven to want sex. I have a beautiful wife and I want to have sex with my wife and I'm going to be the guy right now who just says it. I want it. But why is that drive so strong? What is that? Is it to make babies and to start a, you know, or to continue the the lineage? Well, of course, number one. But let's go beyond it for a second because listen, my wife and I are beyond childbearing years, so to speak, and so we're not making babies, but it doesn't mean we're not making love, right? So sex is something that is really important for making babies, but even more important, it's it's powerful in your general maintenance of everything about you and everything about the relationships that you're in. So think about this. Having sex increases all kinds of chemicals in the brain. And you've probably heard me talk about this chemical before, which is oxytocin. It's really important. When we're under stress, our body gets all jacked up to try to save our life. But I want you to know that sex is the same thing. You're fired up. That heart rate goes up. That sweat activity increases. All your senses are heightened. Every single thing that comes with an acute stress reaction is the same with sex. So if you've heard me talk about it before, that when you're under acute stressful conditions, you secrete not only adrenaline and cortisol to get your body fired up, but you also secrete oxytocin. And oxytocin is that that social hormone, that one hormone that wants you to behave in such a way where you go out and you connect with people, people that you care about. I'm not saying go have sex with them. I'm just saying, you know, people that would love and support you. You want to spend time with them. What does that do? Well, it dilates the blood vessels around the heart. And that right there, my friends, is huge. If you can dilate the blood vessels around your heart, you're in a much better place. And oxytocin will also basically antioxidize your heart, keep it healthy, keep the tissue healthy. So guess what? When you're having sex and you're reaching, getting near orgasm, but it's happening the whole time, you're actually secreting oxytocin and it's coming out in high concentrations. And because you're hopefully really sexually connected to your partner, he or she too is also producing oxytocin because they're feeling it if you will, right? So both of you are feeling it and your oxytocin levels go up and what does it do? (laughs) It lowers blood pressure. It reduces your risk of heart attack and allows you to live a longer life. (laughs) 
Well, there's a reason to have sex. I wish I could have told that to the pastor when I was 10 years of age, but I didn't know any better. Sex was dirty then. It's not dirty, my friends. Certainly there may be some, you know, uh, spiritual side to this conversation, but I'm not having it here. I don't want to have that part. I just want you to know from a doctor perspective, you're going to lower your blood pressure and you're going to reduce your risk of heart attack by increasing the production of oxytocin, which links you very close to your to your mate. This is tremendous for us. And listen, if you're a guy, right, you probably heard of prostate cancer. I don't know if you know what the prostate is, but let me see if I can explain it to you. The prostate in a man is like the size of a walnut, and it's between your butthole and your ball sack. Okay, I don't know how to say it any better. I could call it the gynecological peritoneum, but I'm not, or perineum. I'm not going to, because... Let's just get to the street words. You know what I'm talking about? Between your butthole and your and your nutsack, there's a there's a an area of tissue right there. And inside there, in, inside that area is the prostate gland. And what it does is it secretes the seminal fluid. You know, when a man ejaculates and that big wad comes out, what is it? It's mostly the 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 excretion that comes from the prostate gland, and and because the testicles are making the sperm, the sperm goes through the prostate gland. The prostate gland makes the whole gooey portion of the ejaculate. But what is it? They're saccharides, which means what, Doc? It's just fuel and energy for the sperm on their way to the egg. That's how it goes. But a lot of men today are experiencing prostate problems and prostate cancers. As men get older, they get benign prostatic hypertrophy, the, the little you know, walnut known as their prostate is just getting thicker and thicker. And because the prostate has almost, it's got a tube running through it, which is that from your pee-pee, your urine, and that from your your testicles. If the prostate gets big, it squeezes that and it makes it hard for a man to ejaculate. It makes it hard for a man to take a pee. So what's my point? Is that when you're having sex and you're ejaculating as a male, you're reducing the risk of prostate cancer significantly. Did you hear that? If you want to significantly reduce your risk of a heart attack and prostate cancer and you're a man, get it on, man. Get going. Of course, hopefully you do it with somebody that you love, right? I don't want you to run around town and try to reduce your prostate risk by... Uh, employing the whole city to do it for you. So there's a little bit of that you need to pay attention to. But, you know, when you look at the oxytocin that's secreted by the brain when you're getting it on, you're also secreting another chemical known as prolactin. And prolactin, along with oxytocin, provides an effect which is really like like a sedative effect. It really mellows you out. Okay, so what does that do? It makes us go to sleep. So let's add another piece to the pie. Yes, uh, sex helps reduce heart attack and improves the health of the heart. Yes, it helps the prostate to improve its function. So it has a tremendous reduced risk of cancer. And yes, it helps you to sleep. Go figure. That's pretty cool. And also, when you're having sex, it reduces the brain's ability to process pain. It's a pain inhibitor. What? You're kidding me. Well, which part of anything I've said so far is bad, sex is bad, none of it. All that is phenomenal. Listen, if you're a lady and you're getting to the later stages of uh, your premenopausal life and maybe you're moving into menopause, your vagina, it, it just starts to dry up. You know, the vagina is, it just has like a single layer of cells. 
And those single layers of cells need to stay happy and healthy. And what does that for a woman is estrogen. So while she's having sex, she produces an increased concentration of estrogen, which then helps the vagina to stay healthier longer, and it helps it to stay wet. So if you're a postmenopausal woman and you're dry as a bone, it's because the estrogen levels are down, which may make pain or sex a painful event. So certainly I can understand where, you know, uh, an aging woman might say, listen, I don't even have any fun doing it anymore because it's too much pain. But here's the good part. If you slowly start working your way back into a sexual intimate lifestyle, you can start doing that alone. You can play the solo game for a while, pull out a few toys, throw in a battery, have some fun because masturbation has tremendous effects as does, you know, sex with another person. When you masturbate, you learn more about yourself and how it feels. And it literally helps you to communicate either to your partner, if you still have, you're with a partner or to your future partner. It provides a sense of satisfaction. And I'm telling you right now, whether you're doing it alone or you're doing it through masturbation, all the other effects that I just said are all in play. If you're a lady, you definitely have the um, the improvement of incontinence. And if you guys know what incontinence, if you don't know what incontinence is, is when you kind of laugh and you strain or something's funny and all of a sudden your little pee comes out. You're like, what is that? It's incontinence, man. Some of the urine's coming out. The bladder is not strong. Listen, over the years, I've seen a number of my patients have surgery for problems with the bladder. They lose suspension of the bladder and it literally falls down through the vagina and can come right out of a woman. But there's an amazing way to stop that, which is sex. It's sex. When a woman's having vaginal sex with a penis, it's significantly increasing the strength of the perineal muscles in her pelvis, which is helping her bladder to stay put and helping the muscles that would control it to stay in shape. Your pelvic muscles get stronger. Hello. That sounds pretty good, right? And of course, it makes it easier for you to have consistent orgasms. As a woman and a man, but definitely as a woman has more and more uh, sexual intimacy, her estrogen levels keep going up and up. And estrogen is so important for the health of a woman. And it also drives her libido up. Here's an interesting thing. Let's say that you're a lady or, or the guy who's going to experience this. You know, your lady's not very interested in sex, we'll say. And uh, all of a sudden... Her man is being, I don't know, hit on by another woman. And it keeps going on and on and on. Your your lady, because this is going on, is going to start producing estrogen at a very high level. It's going to happen by itself. And she's going to get aggressive and angry. And then one night, after you get past the potential problem you have with somebody else, she's going to rock your world. And if she does it after that, She's already sensitized herself for more and more production of estrogen. And if she keeps it going, then she can literally redevelop a sexual connection with her man. Now, the same thing goes for a man. A man gets it on with his lady. He, his testosterone goes really, really high. It's as high as a kite. Men, you know this. You're sitting out there listening to this. The second you get off, what happens? The brain goes, good night. And I mean... You ladies, I don't know if you know this, but for us men, the minute it's over, it's over. The brain shuts down. It goes into like, you know, 
literally just a, like a, a dormant state for a bit. And that's beautiful because that's when we can go to sleep. We don't mean to be insensitive, ladies. It just, these things just happen to us. All of a sudden we're fired up. Our brain is firing on all cylinders. We got oxytocin coming out. Our blood pressure is going down. The heart's getting better. Our sleep is going up. Everything is moving right. And then the moment of the orgasm with our woman, there's no better connection right there. And right after that, the production of the prolactin and the oxytocin, Oh my God, it really heals the body. It makes everything so much better. So yes, there are a ton of physical effects that come from from physical sex, but sex and an orgasm can come without the rigors of the physical aspect of it. Heck, you could get off just by thinking about it, right? Because orgasm is a function of the brain in the first place. So think of this, when you're having sex, there's a whole bunch of mental things that are happening, so much emotional stuff that's going on. And one of the things that we do so commonly is we release and produce endorphins in the brain. And if you guys have ever just, I mean, if you listen to this, you probably have. You're just so excited and then you get off and you feel fantastic. Endorphins come after a good exercise. Not only mean sex exercise, but exercise. Anything that's physical that really, you know, challenges the brain produces endorphins, which makes us feel awesome. Our brain continues to increase the production of the oxytocin, which bonds us to our partner. We're actually bonding together consistently. You keep doing it and the relationship is getting better and so is your cognitive capacity. You know, when you get older, let's say you're past 60, 65. If you're still interested in sex and you can get back to having sex, it actually increases your cognitive abilities, your ability to remember, your ability to solve problems, you know, your ability to reduce anxiety and depression, they're all linked to the chemicals that are produced by sex. Sex will calm your mood down. It increases trust and intimacy. It drives those connections for love. It really helps us to, to be able to understand and nurture our emotions that much more, which is so important in who we are. We need sex. It's super duper important. So, Think about it this way. Having sex does so many wonderful physical things. There's no reason in that realm not to do it. It also can provide tremendous balance in our emotional system and improve our connections with the people that we love and care about. So that right there is a major bonus. And I want you to think, listen, maybe you're at home and you don't have the luxury of having you know, a sexual partner. Well, you have yourself. So don't shy away from masturbation. Oh my God. Remember when we were kids, you know, they always said you masturbate, you go blind. <laughs> you know, us men, you know, you jerk off, you go blind. No. Matter of fact, masturbation is really powerful. It also has all the same effects that you have when you're with somebody else. But of course, it's really like the primer to be with somebody else because hopefully that happens because you'll really deepen your emotional connection with another human through sexual activity. So we got the doctor part out of the way. Let me tell you this. Sex, you, you have to learn to be responsible with it. Now, I played it up fast and threw in a bunch of terms from the old days off the street and kind of went for it and hope you're not mad at me. <laughs> but I just had to say it like it was. But I'm telling you, right now, you really have to think about being careful with your sex because sex can be used against people. It can be, uh, you know, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, it could be abusive. 
um, you know, you could be having sex as a young person. You listen to this. Listen, if you're young and you don't have a lot of experience in life and you're hearing me right now, this, you know, proposed uh, neurologist online talking about doctoring and sex, I I want you to know this. You better be careful. All right. Because sex can cause the transmission of disease. So you got to be responsible using condoms. And if you're not sure, you're better off saying no, rather than just winging it and winding up in a place where you don't want to be. You have to be responsible with sex. But when it's time to have sex, you've got to talk with your partner. You have to communicate and tell him or her what you want. You know, you could spend years and years and years having sex in the same position with the, clo- you know, with, with the windows, not the windows, but the, uh, the shades pulled down. You don't see anything. You're losing a tremendous amount of stimulation in the room because of your what? Your fear that you're going to be judged as a consequence of your nude body. I understand we all have that to some degree, but when you talk to your spouse, you've got to learn to get over it. Men, haven't you ever just looked at your pregnant wife at some point and said, oh my God, she is so gorgeous. She's so hot. You know what she's laying there thinking? Oh my God, I'm so fat and disgusting. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, the day you get pregnant might be the last day you have sex, man, for quite a long time. If your lady is not happy with who and what she is. But I'm telling you that the more time that you spend being responsible with sex and anticipating it, it can really, really help improve the quality of your health. Let's say you, um, let's say you haven't had sex in a couple of weeks and you talk to your spouse and you say, listen, uh, you, you want to get it on? She, him, or she, him or her go, oh, oh, geez, I don't know. I'm really busy this week. I got kids. We got this going on. Say, so listen, why don't we set up a date? Maybe next Saturday night we'll go out. Then you go out. You get all dolled up like you used to, put on some sexy stuff. You go out for dinner. You hold the door. You squeeze her bottom. She grabs you by the back of the neck, kisses you. I don't know. I mean, all this fun flirtation and all the buildup to it is also part of the game. It releases brain chemistry. It makes you healthier. It makes you stronger. It's something that keeps us young. And the younger you are mentally, the younger you will be physically. You literally, if you're a woman having sex consistently, in a responsible manner, we will continue to increase the production of the estrogen and estrogen makes a woman look younger. Just saying. It makes her look younger and she loves it. And why not? Why not? So if you're someone like me who grew up and it was supposed to be a dirty thing and only to make babies, come on, man. You're going to have to change the way you look at things. Now, if you want to Talk to your you, your family about abstaining as a consequence of your, you know, your religious beliefs. I mean, certainly that's your own business. It, I, I'm not here to to have anything to say about that. I just want you to know that I think that's where I came from, where I, why it was so dirty. But when you become a doctor, you look at it and you go, wait a minute, there's so many effects from this. And I've been married 25 years. And when there's no block between me and my wife, we're fantastic. Physically and emotionally, we continue to connect. But I'll tell you what, if you're not having sex right now with your partner, it's likely because you don't connect on so many emotional levels. And that's not sexual. I'm talking about you come in the house uh, as a guy will say, I'm just going to use a guy because I am. You come in the house and you, you really just don't do anything for your lady. You don't help around the house. You're not a working piece of the puzzle. You're just more of a, another child for her to raise. 
you know, you got to come into that house and you got to make sure that she understands how important she is and how much you care for her and you love her. And you better do this consistently because it helps the connection between people. And when people are connected emotionally at the brain, the body responds to that. You build bonds that go on forever. And in those, in, in fostering those emotions, that's where the sex comes back. And now your relationship is like, wow. Listen, if you've raised a family or you're raising one now, you and your man or you and your lady are getting it on and you come out the following day and the children are in the house, they may not know what sex is and what it's all about, but they sense the connection between the parents. They go, man, uh, they don't even have to say it. They just know that mom and dad are in a good place right now. How come? Because they've connected themselves together physically and emotionally. They had orgasm together. And now they're healthier, they're stronger, they're more communicative, and the bond between them is stronger than ever. And the kids say, I feel safe totally safe at home. And if you're responsible as a parent with your sex and you talk to your kids about sex, what could be better than that? I was 30. (laughs) You're going to laugh at this one. I was 31 years old sitting on the front porch with my dad about to marry my beautiful wife, Lisa. And my father's trying to give me a talk about the birds and the bees. I still laugh thinking about it. I'm like, what? I looked at my father. I go, dad, I'm 31 years old. I think I've got this, this whole thing figured out by now. He goes, well, you know, sex is beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. He's telling you what I'm telling you now. But remember, for the first 30 years of my life, it was bad and you shouldn't do it. You know, it's an abomination if you do <laughs> if you do it. And then in a second, he's like, oh, but it's beautiful and it's loving. I mean, my brain was spinning. Yeah, it's taken a lot of years to really figure things out. And of course, in my relationship, you know, you, you go up and down with this whole thing, right? Literally and figuratively, you go up and down. You got to figure it out. But you need great communication between each other. You need to talk about sex. And it's hard sometimes. There's another... <laughs> innuendo. It's just hard sometimes to talk about sex. It's so personal. And sometimes we persecute ourselves for not being good at it. I'm like, what is there to be good at? You're not trying to be in a movie, man. You're just trying to enjoy the person that you, that you, that you fell in love with or that you're falling in love with. You want to enjoy it. It's a fun thing to do. Number one, it'll help your physical body. Number two, it'll make your mental focus and your whole life that much more relaxed and more connected. And you get a beautiful, more loving life while you're having sex. Got it? So that's what I wanted to share with you today. On this holiday season, if it's appropriate and you can do it responsibly, start thinking about having intimate sexual activity with the person you love. And listen, if you haven't done it in a while, start out slow. Take it easy. Sexual activity can scare people if they haven't had it in a while. But if you can slowly start building communication and put that back into your relationship, then you've got something that becomes the glue that'll help you to stay together for the rest of your lives in such a wonderful way. And men, you young men out there, that if you're going to marry and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be with the same woman for the rest of my life. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. If you make her the focus of your life and you love her unconditionally, she will go from this hot 20-something person to in her 40s who has more excitement and more attitude for enjoyment and starts doing things with you that you thought you could never do. And then you're like, oh my God, when we were young, we were like rabbits, 
right now are like kings and queens because we've learned how to love each other on a deeper level and we've lived a deeper life. We've lived by having children. We've, we've developed all kinds of things. We've been through pain. We've been through joy. We've been through everything. So we're connected. And with that connection, drive the sex into it. And over time, you'll realize that there will be moments when you just are not having sex because life is beating your brain up with all these different things going on. That could be loss. That could be kids leaving, go to college, different stress was at work, but somewhere along the line, you have to stop and you need to reboot. And the greatest and most innate way to reboot is to get it on. So during the holiday, do yourself a favor, get it on, love each other, connect together, improve your health and foster love and connection in your home so that your children and your next generation and your grandchildren understand that sex is part of being human as long as we're responsible with it. And then add whatever spiritual message that you want on top of that. So that's it. I got to turn this mic off and uh, let's go see what Lisa's doing. Have yourself a great evening. Ciao.